Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church, located in Newberry, Florida, where Rocky McKinley is our lead pastor. Thanks for tuning in. Here's today's message. Today is a standalone sermon. It's not part of a series. I don't do this often. But I want to close out this year with a question. I want to pose a question to you. It's not a statement. It is a question. It's not peace on earth. It's peace on earth. It's a question. Because there's no doubt that many of us in the room, we've experienced moments like that where we just kind of question, where's the peace at? There was a young boy that received a harmonica for Christmas from his uncle. And they could not pry it out of his hands for the next few hours. He played and played and played this harmonica. And a few months later, he saw his uncle for the first time since Christmas. And with a a large smile, the boy said, "Uh, thanks for the harmonica you gave me for Christmas, uncle. He said, it's the best present that I've ever received. That's great, the uncle replied. He says, do you know how to play it? The little boy said, oh, I, I don't play it. He said, you see, my mom gives me a dollar a day not to play it during the day, and my dad gives me $5 a week not to play it at night. Now, some of you parents in the room, you can relate to that. How many of you are now regretting giving Santa the approval to bring certain gifts into your household? Yeah? It's happening. There's certain sounds, there's certain things that light up and it's starting to get on your nerves a little bit. I remember when Caleb and Kendall, when they were younger, I experienced a lot of buyer's remorse. You know, some toys were loud, some required assembly. Um, Some, they would haunt us for years and years to come. I I remember one year Kendall opened up one of her Christmas gifts and and it was Boo from Monsters, Inc. Anybody remember Boo from Monsters, Inc.? And, And depending on, its location in the toy box, it could scare you late at night. I don't know how this happens, but, but you know, you tuck your kids into bed and there's no sounds, nothing's happening, but you walk down the hallway, you're just going to grab a blanket out of the closet or, or, or maybe just run into the restroom and you're walking down the hallway and all of a sudden you hear out of that bedroom this eerie little sound that says, Mike Wazowski, you know, you hear that and it's just, it's, it just creeps you out, man. I'm telling you, it's weird stuff, weird stuff. I don't know how it happens. For, for parents of smaller children, I, I want you... To, to hang in there. Don't give up. Hang in there because the presents, they seem to get more quiet the older that your children become. And, and if they're not quiet, they often come with headphones or you can plug headphones into them. And so there's hope on the horizon, parents. Don't give up. Stick it out. Um, there's this moment that I cherish on Christmas morning. Um, you see, I, I don't know how this started, but my in-laws come to our house every Christmas Eve. And so when I wake up, my father-in-law is sitting there. It's not as bad with my mother-in-law, but my father-in-law is always, always there. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. One day he's going to get the microphone and get me back for all this. So we wake up and we, we open gifts around 6 a.m. You know, the kids see what Santa brought to them. And, and we open up all our gifts to and from each other. And, and then... Um, my father-in-law finally leaves and and there's peace and quiet around the house for a little while but there's this period from about 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Christmas Day when all is calm you ever have those moments It, it really is all is calm for about three hours after we open gifts we rest everybody grabs a blanket 
you'll look over and Mandy's in a recliner. I'm laying out on the couch. One of the kids is on the love seat. One may even be on the floor. And, and, and we will turn on the Christmas Story Marathon on TBS and we will act like we have never watched it before. <laughs> but it's a great movie to go to sleep to because you've watched it before. And before long, we're all asleep. And it's peaceful. Almost every year I wake up, I look around my living room, and there's this moment where I think to myself, this is a good life. We're just sitting there enjoying each other's company, being in each other's presence, and there's peace on earth, or at least on my earth, in my world, just for a moment. Then life goes back to chaos and busyness and the peace is gone. The word peace appears over 400 times in scripture. The Old Testament peace is the Hebrew word shalom, and is, it, it exemplifies a state of wholeness and harmony. The New Testament use of the word peace remains firmly based in that Hebrew traditions of shalom. And today, we're gonna read a passage of scripture out of Luke chapter two. It's part of the Christmas story. I know at our Christmas Eve service, Pastor Andrew read our Christmas story to us. And, and um, so I just wanna take just a, a part of that scripture and I wanna read it to you today because there, the, the last verse we're gonna read is kind of the, the question that we have today. And, and, and maybe you're feeling the same way also. So Luke chapter 2, we're not going to read the whole Christmas story, but we'll start reading at verse 8. Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. And it says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You have to put yourself in the shoes of these shepherds. Low life of society, yet they were Jews, living on the countryside, tending to their flocks. For years and years and years, they have heard of the coming Messiah. Almost like we have heard for years and years and years in the church that Jesus is coming back. But it seems so distant, so far off, so foreign even at times, even though you've learned about it for years and decades even. And now these angels appear in the sky and tell them that the very thing that they have been taught over and over and over for years out of Jewish literature, the very thing that they've been holding out hope for is being born in the city of David. And then the angels say, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. One writer defined peace like this. Peace is a conception distinctly peculiar to Christianity, the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot or whatever sort that is. I don't know about you, but there are times in my life that just don't seem very peaceful. Whether I cause the disruption or, or someone else caused the disruption, 
sometimes my life is just not peace on earth simply turn on the TV watch the news or read the headlines it does not sound like peace as described in the Bible it seems like it's just not easy to find I mean there's been a resurgence of racism there's animosity towards law enforcement political viewpoints that they bring us at odds with each other and then there's religious differences and intolerances these things are what is pushing our society the state of our society calls the band U2 to write a song in 1998 in response to a bombing in Northern Ireland. And then after the September 11th, 2001 attacks, this song took on an additional meaning for us as Americans. And, and some of the lyrics of this song, they actually say, Jesus, this song you wrote, the words are sticking in my throat. Peace on earth. Hear it every Christmas time, but hope and history won't rhyme. So what's it worth? this peace on earth if we were to be honest with each other today it's just not current world events that make us question where is the peace on earth most days the very fabric of our personal lives become unraveled because of less than peaceful situations I'll tell you this before midday on Christmas just this week the peace was gone and I was dealing with unpleasant situations and things that I would rather not experience because that's our lives. And nothing, nothing is more heartbreaking than when you are expecting peace and war breaks out. It's heartbreaking. Some of you men know what I'm talking about. You go to work and you put in a hard day's work and when you, when you get home, you're expecting peace. But you know, you forgot to take the garbage out that morning and war breaks out you know what I'm talking about and, and it's not just her fault because you say the wrong things too you were on your drive home you were so ready you stop by the blend you grab some coffee you're ready to sit down and relax how you like that plug you're welcome um, you're ready to relax and war breaks out and there's nothing that's more heartbreaking than when you're expecting peace and war breaks out this was the issue for some of the Jews there were some promises in the Old Testament that prophesied about the Messiah and the peace that would come when the Messiah came. Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 4 says, He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many people. L listen to this state of bliss that Isaiah is describing. He shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. You go on to chapter 9 of Isaiah and verse 6. And they tell us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And that's what the Jews were holding out for. That's what they were hoping for. When the Messiah comes, the Messiah is going to bring peace on earth. Life is going to be different, different once the Son of God, once the Messiah shows up, it is going to be different. This was not the Messiah that they were hoping for. You see, because when Jesus was born, 
war didn't stop. When Jesus was born, peace didn't just flood Jerusalem and Israel. So this wasn't the Messiah that they were hoping for. This wasn't what they were holding out for. Therefore, they rejected him. After he was born, they're still under Roman rule. They didn't have the freedom that they hoped for. Do you know, even to this day, the place where Christ was born, Bethlehem, is one of the most hostile places in the Middle East. When Michael Utterback was here uh, with us and sharing about Israel, that, that Sunday afternoon, we had the opportunity to go out to eat. And I remember Andrew and I were sitting at the end of the table talking with him, and he was sharing with us how hostile it is right there in Bethlehem. He said, as a matter of fact, he said, I would not even take you there right now. We would stand from a distance and look at the city from a hillside. He said, I would not take you there because, because right now it is under Palestinian rule and it's not the best place for a, a, a Jew to be. And, and so I would not take you there. To this day, many Jews are still looking for the Messiah, the promised one, because they haven't experienced peace on earth yet. I'm convinced that the Jews missed his presence because they misunderstood peace on earth. And that's what I want to do. I kind of want to reprogram us today for what peace on earth really means. Because some of you, you walk through life and sometimes you're doubting your Savior. Sometimes you're doubting your Messiah because you haven't experienced peace on earth, because somebody fed you a bunch of lies that told you at the moment you gave your heart to Christ that everything was just gonna be rosy, that everything was gonna be just right, everything was gonna be perfect. And I'm telling you, listen, if, if, if there's ever been a preacher that's told you the truth, I, I'm gonna tell you the truth today. It's not that way, and it's not that God's word is misleading. We just don't understand peace on earth. I'm afraid that sometimes the meaning of peace on earth is so foreign to us that we miss it when it's sitting right beside us. I want to look at Luke chapter 2 and verse 14 again. But I want to take it back to the most popular and the most quoted version, the King James Version of the Bible. Luke chapter 2 and verse 14 in the King James Version of the Bible says, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know, when we go to a Christmas play or a Christmas cantata or, or, or something and we see our, our, our children, this is what they will quote. This is what we use often. It says, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. The King James Version was translated into English from a Greek text known as the Textus Receptus, which means the received text. They say that there were seven Greek manuscripts used to interpret for this particular documentation. More recent English translations are from a Greek text that is based on hundreds, not just seven, but hundreds of manuscripts that are earlier than the ones used for the Textus Receptus. In the vast majority of cases, the variations in these manuscripts are minor and they make very little difference. In the case of Luke chapter 2 and verse 14, the variation is only one letter, just one letter, but that one letter changed the entire meaning of the sentence. I told you today is going to be a reprogramming for some of you 
Because that one letter changes goodwill from a state that is bestowed upon someone to an adjective that qualifies someone for the blessing of peace. So it completely changes the meaning of the verse when you think about it. Luke chapter 2 verse 14 and the New International Version says, Glory to God in the highest form and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And so therefore it's not goodwill as, as a state of this is what we're going to give you. It's peace comes to those who his favor rests upon. I want you to listen to the English Standard Version of the same verse. It says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now it starts making a little bit more sense when you read it. That peace comes to those with whom he is pleased. Don't you forget Hebrews 11 and 6 and says, and without faith it is impossible to please God. So in other words, peace rests on those with whom he is pleased and he is pleased with those that believe. Peace on earth. It doesn't mean the absence of conflict. You see, that's what some of us want. He never made that promise. Peace on earth does not mean the absence of conflict. It means the presence of God. Peace on earth was not an event. Peace on earth was a person. It was the Prince of Peace. When the angels declared that peace is coming, peace on earth is going to, they were saying the Son of God, peace himself is going to show up on this planet. Peace is a person and peace is coming. And then in John 16 and 33, Jesus, as an adult, he says these words. He says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. He says, in the world you may have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. I remember my dad buying me a, my first motorcycle. I had had a few go-karts, I even had a moped. I had a moped, man, that thing was crazy, it was old. I don't, I don't know, man, this thing was an antique. It didn't have a button for a horn. It actually had this wire that came up and it had this little metal connector and you would take the wire and you would touch the handlebars and you would hear the horn. You just, you just touch, you're riding down the road and if you need to blow the horn, you take the little wire, touch the handlebars and you make that connection you'd hear beep, beep. And sometimes when the wire would get too close and you're going down a bumpy road, it would start hitting and that's all you would hear as I'm coming down the road. Beep, 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 beep. That's all you would hear. So finally, finally, dad, he buys me a little dirt bike, a little 100. I'm only about 11, 10 or 11 years old. I remember dad putting me on this motorcycle. I remember him showing me Here's your clutch. Here's your front brake. Here's your rear brake. Here's where you change the gears. It's a lot for a young kid to learn. <laughs> I ride my motorcycle today and sometimes I even forget, where, where's this, you know? My first motorcycle and dad puts me on it in the backyard. We had this big backyard kind of flowed into the church's property. My dad was a pastor and we lived in the parsonage. And in between our house and the, and the church property, there was a red clay basketball court. We didn't have pavement. I learned to play on red clay. My son has no idea what loving basketball really is. He put me on it and he said, son, 
you need to ride this thing. I bought it for you, and I I was excited, but I was scared. You ever been excited and scared at the same time? That's where I was at. I was excited, but yet scared. And I'm on this motorcycle, and he says, don't worry, son. Just stay in the yard. I'm right here. If anything goes wrong, I'm close by. I'll tell you, it gave me some courage just knowing that dad was close by because immediately my mind thought back to the moped days. Remember one time a friend of mine, he and I were riding on the moped and the throttle got stuck and, and we could not stop the thing. And we're, we're, we're just two little kids flying on this moped and as we come down this, this road, side road by our house, we come flying in the backyard. Dad's in his shed. He sees what's happening and realizes we can't stop. We're heading straight for a fence. Dad comes running over and he basically clotheslines us off of this moped so that we don't kill ourselves on this fence and just takes us down to the ground but he saved us so I thought to myself I can get on this motorcycle that's more powerful than a moped because dad's close by and if anything goes wrong he's right there so I start off on my motorcycle the first ride I made it from first gear to second gear everything was going good And I get over to where that clay basketball court is at. And there was a car that was coming in to our driveway. I knew I needed to stop. And I remember where the brakes were at. But it was the front brakes. And so I applied the front brakes as hard as I could. And when I did, that little motorcycle front wheel just stopped the back wheel went up and I went flying over the handlebars and just on that clay court lost my breath you ever had the the wind knocked out of you I'm sitting there going (gasps) dad comes over he picks me up brushes me off and says you'll never use those front brakes again will you put me back on that motorcycle and I learned how to use the rear brakes peace on earth is not an event peace on earth is knowing that you have a savior that sticks closer than a brother and that when you fall he's right there to pick you up and dust you off peace on earth is knowing that no matter what happens to you in life got someone fighting for you, praying for you, interceding for you at the right hand of the Father. Peace on earth changes the mentality of a Christian when you realize life doesn't have to be perfect, but the perfected one walks with me through my life. Through every trial, through every trouble, through every circumstance that I have to face, perfection's there, peace is there. I just have to choose to see it. I have to choose to give it to him. I have to choose to let peace on earth be a part of my world. In the middle of war, in the middle of everything that can go wrong, peace still came to earth. 
And because of that, we can have a peace in trusting him that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Because peace came to earth, we know that we have a hope and a future. Because peace came to earth, this afternoon I get to leave here. I get to go back to that living room where that Christmas tree is still up. We get to turn on the TV, watch something that's going to make all of us fall asleep again. Even though life isn't perfect. Peace came to earth. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. We would love to meet you in person. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org or call the church office at 352-472-3284. Thanks again for listening. Destiny Community Church, for life's journey.